males are born, men are built. This is the Great Man Podcast, where we want you to build great men as you allow other men to build you. Join New York Times bestselling author Stephen Mansfield, along with seasoned leaders of men, as we bring a wide range of experience and expertise to help you become the great man you are designed to be. Gentlemen, let us begin. Great to have you here on the Great Man Podcast, where we are becoming great men together. We are calling out the greatness in men. I love doing the journey with you. I want to dive into a topic on this episode that will probably be very personal for some of you. And I, as always, plan to move fast and hit hard, not because I want to be cruel, but because I want to get you free and I want to get you on the journey towards great manhood. I want to talk about imposter syndrome, about imposter syndrome. Now, imposter syndrome happens when a person looks at their life and believes that their accomplishments, let's call it maybe their branding, uh, their image, their reputation, what they've done in life is not valuable enough, is not real, does not measure up, okay? Now, I obviously experience imposter syndrome in terms of men because men talk to me about it. Um, But I will tell you just as we begin that statistically, women deal with imposter syndrome more than men do. Just statistically, it's the reporting of the counselors and the therapists and the self-reporting of women. So just an interesting little sidelight. But of course, my focus here is on men. For those of you women who are listening, we love having you listen to the podcast, um, but I recommend that you find someone good who understands female psychology, who is a female. Beth Moore has addressed this, other friends of mine, and I recommend that you listen to them because God knows you do not want me (laughs) talking to you about the female soul as much as I love it. Now, let me take you through this progressively because some of you are really leaning in because this is something you deal with. Men are made so that from time to time, their soul is yearning for a review of what they have done and who they are. It's a good thing. It's a natural psychological cycle that your soul suddenly says, well, let's take stock here. And your soul is a living thing. And if you are a person who's connected to God, then God, of course, is nudging, urging, filling, conditioning the soul. And he may be calling for not an account in the sense that he's, you know, judging you and about to send you to hell, uh, but rather in the sense that you take stock. You go up on the mountaintop. You look long range at your life. So the process of looking at your life, the process of reexamining, the process of considering what you've accomplished, how are you doing in terms of your goals? What are you? Should your goals be revamped? Are your accomplishments real? Have you overstated, overbragged, overbranded in some way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? All of that's good. It's time for re-upping. It's time for recommitting. It's time for clarifying. This is the natural cycle of a man. We have our biological cycles. We also have our psychological and spiritual cycles. So this process of considering who we are and where we're going and what we've accomplished and what's real and what's not, et cetera, et cetera, that's all good. In fact, you want that. I want it often. 
I want God, my soul, my friends, my wife, my children, my adult children to be able to press into me on these issues anytime and prompt a consideration. Okay? So it's a good process. Where we tend to go wrong is one of two things. Number one, during this process of reconsidering, during this process of mountaintop long-range vision, during this process of examining who we are and what we've accomplished, if we have certain deformities of soul, they start to play a role. If we have believed negative stuff said about us, the football coach said when we were 16, you're an idiot, you'll never amount to anything. Or the the parent said something untoward in a moment of anger. Or the girlfriend who dumped you. You know all the examples. And so somehow you've got something negative going in your mind. I may have done pretty well in high school and college and gotten some awards, but secretly behind my eyes, in my heart, I believe the lie that was said to me when the parent was angry or the coach was disappointed or the girlfriend dumped me or that, that enemy said once, whatever, and I secretly believe it, that I'm not worth anything, that I really don't measure up, okay? Uh, The other thing that can happen is that we compare ourselves inappropriately, okay? You know, we're one of five brothers, and we've got a brother who's a MD and, you know, just patented a major life-saving surgery, and here we are, (laughs) and we're 21, just graduating from college, and what have we done with our lives yet? That kind of thing can cause problems. Also, there's an issue, and I'm still on my first point, uh, there's an issue of legalism. We sometimes are very legalistic with ourselves. We have very legalistic goals. We've set uh, inappropriate levels of goals. Uh, I'm going to be a millionaire by the time I'm 22. Uh, My father did it. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to make my mark in the world by the time I'm 30 or things like that. Or we're legalistic with ourselves in a moral sense. Um, I got drunk when I was 18. Therefore, I'm an alcoholic. Therefore, I'll not accomplish anything. Or, you know, I've been to prison. Or I conceived a child with a woman uh, out of wedlock when I was 19, and so I'm cursed. That'll hang over me for the rest of my life. Or I got fired from my first job. How can I ever fulfill my dreams of being successful in business? You know what I'm saying. It's those ways of thinking, those inner deformities that cause us to be overly harsh with ourselves, judge ourselves by standards that are inappropriate, okay? Another thing that can creep in at this moment are are psychological syndromes like depression. I believe both in psychological and biological depression. I think most experts do. I'm not putting myself in the category of an expert, but uh, you can have sadness, and then you can have a biologically induced, chemically induced depression, a shutdown of body and mind that makes you feel like you're uh, a slug, you know, oozing through the world with all kinds of resistance. Um, so if depression figures into your reevaluating of yourself, uh, et cetera, all of this can lead you to feel like you are an imposter. Okay. The second category that can do it is especially endemic in our media age, and that is that we can overbrand ourselves. Okay. I've given these examples many times on this podcast. The humorous one for me uh, is that I was once introduced stupidly as one of America's greatest living authors. Now, I know the person was trying to be kind. Trust me, not even 
close. Ridiculous. But suppose I'd had a big enough ego to believe it, and then I tried to live up to that for the rest of my life. Depression, failure, not measuring up, I would be living imposter syndrome, a debilitating form of imposter syndrome for the rest of my life. Okay. Um, the other one I know of is I know of a person, I do business consulting, as you all know, and a gentleman took the lead of a company that was already in the midst of a turnaround. It was already happening. It was already pretty much going to happen. You know, pretty much a, a pony could have been at the head of that company, and this company probably would have turned around about the way that it did. Well, this particular person didn't have the humility to see that and just celebrate it and enjoy the ride and then build further on the company. Instead, he began to brand himself as one of America's great turnaround experts. Well, he wasn't. And so now he's getting hired to do for others what he's done for his company, the company he was leading. And eventually he left so he could become a private consultant. Well, it never worked. Failure, embarrassment, humiliation, even lawsuits. Why? Because he overbranded himself. Because we all write our own little Twitter description. Because we all brand ourselves with our own introductions. I, I had to approve the introduction for this podcast, whatever they said. I've forgotten right now. You know, I assume it just said something like, hey, he's an author and he loves men. But, you know, if it had said the greatest living author for men in the history of the world, uh, how stupid. Right. But I, I, I would have written that or somebody working for me would have written that or or I at least would have approved it. So in other words, I could have just put all kinds of silliness on there and then I have to live up to it. So two things are going on, internal syndromes and external branding. And the internal syndromes are what I want to focus on, because quite frankly, uh, overbranding the external branding and it being a lie is just that. It's a, it's a morality issue. You need to repent. You need to tell the truth. You need to keep your introductions and your descriptions and uh, your bios as close to reality as possible. That's just a moral issue. If you're lying, stop. Okay, that takes care of number two. Number one, though, is where you might need some help. I want to go back and say, that the process of looking at your life to re-examine, to re-engage goals, to look at the big picture, this is normal. This is great. This is good. Uh, this is this is something you want to embrace. In fact, you know, if you listen to this podcast at all, that I urge men to lead their lives from the control room. The control room for me is a quiet place where I'm sitting somewhere, uh, back porch, whatever, by the beach, on the roof, whatever. I like high places. Um, and just letting my mind and my imagination roam over my life. How's my marriage? How's my relationship with my kids? Am I going to hit my financial goals? Uh, how am I doing physically? When have I felt uh, badly about my behavior of late? Impatience, rudeness, uh, bad language, uh, whatever. Uh, is food creeping up on me? Is my one or two glasses of wine a night creeping up on me? Am I, am I doing right in every way by bed? We have a great marriage, but have I gotten her away for some rest? Have I made sure she connects with her family? Am I making sure she has enough time uh, with the grandkids? You understand what I'm saying. Uh, examine everything. Examine everything. And by the way, I don't trust myself. I, I invite sometimes others into the control room, and they sit with me on the back porch, uh, them smoking a cigar. I don't because of a former throat surgery. Um, sipping something. Hey, what do you see in my life? I feel pretty good about this. You think that's right? You know, Bev, you feel like things are going right. Anything you sense? Anything you see? I invite them into the control room. All of this is good. All of this is normal. All of this is as it should be. What you want to do to slay imposter syndrome, assuming you're not lying about your life in a false branding sense, that number two, 
is you want to begin to consider what's creeping into your soul that makes the healthy process, the otherwise healthy process of examining your life, your goals, your etc. What makes it torturous? Okay? Are you hearing the echoes of past failure? Are you hearing the echoes of an angry father's curses or older brother's curses or coach's curses or teacher's curses or whatever? I don't want to treat those people like they're all evil. They're not. They're for the most part good. But, you know, I've got some stuff I remember a teacher saying uh, that I had to live down and maybe you do too. Then you got to consider other sources. You got to look honestly at what's going on. Are you being legalistic? I'm not achieving what my brother did, or I'm not accomplishing what I told myself I would accomplish by the age of 25, or, or I'm not what I promised I would be for my kids, or are you, are you being legalistic with yourself? Then you got to consider the possibility, if this is a really debilitating process for you, you've got to consider the possibility that depression is sneaking in. You can't see your life accurately if you're in a mental or, or, or a biologically induced depression. And if you think that's the case, you should get tested. You should talk to somebody, okay? Now, imposter syndrome is itself an imposter. All of you have accomplished things. Be proud of them. Be grateful for them. You've all failed at something, okay? Look it in the face. Remember who you are. Remember who you aren't. I've told you on this podcast many times, I'm really good with languages and history and philosophy and ideas and politics. I'm really bad with numbers. So I surround myself with people who are very good with numbers. And by the way, I've made some mistakes in my life because of numbers. I trusted accountants and didn't check what they were doing. I turned over reimbursements to executive assistants who not any current ones, by the way, they're all amazing, but in times past who didn't handle it well and I didn't double check because it wasn't my strength and I ended up uh, having to pay back huge fees because of that. My fault, my fault, my fault. But you got to know who you are. You got to look at who you are. And so you're going to have successes. You're going to have failures. And so what you have to do is develop the discipline in your life of looking at both of those. Hey, I'm good at this. I've achieved that. That's great. That can go in my resume. Fantastic. Um, I suck at this other thing. <laughs> Terrible at that. And I made a big mistake there. I did horribly with that girl in high school. I hurt my wife in our early marriage. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Um, I'm screwing up in college because I'm not doing or I'm blowing it on the job because of an attitudinal thing. This is a good process. This is a good process. So imposter syndrome itself is an imposter because what you do when you give yourself to imposter syndrome is you believe a great big banner over your life. I stink. I suck. I fail. I'm no good. I am not who they think I am. That's never true. Never true. What you've got to do is drill down into what's actually true. And what's nice. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to be a variety. It's going to be a, it's going to be a mixed package, right? It's going to be a mixtape <laughs> of your past. Relax. Enjoy the good stuff. Get to work on the bad stuff. Call in reinforcements. This is one of the great lessons of manhood. Call in reinforcements for help. You need biological help because you know you got a biologically induced depression. Get some help. Fine. Might be some meds that'll help you. Maybe your body overproduces some chemicals, underproduces others. Ain't no shame in it, baby. Uh, maybe you've got some psychological syndromes. Maybe you had some situations uh, when you're growing up. 
Uh, I have a friend battled depression for years, walked in on his mother who had committed suicide. She killed herself at a moment she knew he would walk in from school as a 10-year-old. Now, that's something to feel depression over, and he did for years, but he conquered it. So I'm going to pause here and stop and give you a chance to ponder this. I'm going to come back to this topic in the future, but I want you to no longer be victim of imposter syndrome. It is itself an imposter. Imposter syndrome is an imposter. It tries to be the banner over your whole life, and it never is. So blow that up. Look at the good, the bad, and the ugly. Know that this is a good cycle, a God cycle, a healthy cycle, and draw in others if you need it. But whatever you do, listen to me now. Don't believe a big old fat negative banner over your life. That is never, I repeat, never, I repeat, never true. More on this in the future, because this is one of the great arts of great manhood. To join the Great Man community or to book Stephen to speak at your man's event, go to greatman.tv. There, you'll also find incredible resources to help you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Wise Company production. 